David Letterman is here. Always punctual. Very excited to have Dave here. Dave, uh, let me see Dave. There he is. Look at the legend. Truly a professional. The legend Shows is walking. up on time. And a professional. You show up on time. Unlike these uh, non-professionals. <laughs> what, what mic is Dave on? One? All right. How are Hi, you? Howard. You look uh, great. Thank you. I'm fine. See, this is nice, my it's fantasy. It's nice to hear the uh, theme. Is that, that was the real great. David Letterman? Hi, Robin. That is, how that are is you? the real David Letterman, not the <laughs> fake David Letterman that we feature on the show so many times. I get uh, in arguments with people about that. <laughs> I know. They say, no, no, we heard you. We heard you. I said, no, I haven't been on Howard's show in years. We heard you two days ago. You're on every day. And you're <laughs> yeah. very edgy when you're on our yeah. show. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so great. And I hope funnier uh, than the real <laughs> David no, Letterman. You're the funniest. How, how you doing, Howard? I'm doing good. You see, when I look at you i see a man who looks relaxed and younger mm-hmm. than when you were even on tv and i fantasize that if i retired i would have this youthful look i i feel a bit burnt out are you now that you are retired even though you're coming out of retirement but are you more relaxed and and refreshed in, in a sense wow that's uh the two questions in one relaxed and refreshed <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of which would need to be substantiated medically. Yes. And, uh, no, how do you feel? I mean, don't you feel this sense of like, hey, I've accomplished everything I needed to uh, accomplish? No, 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 no. That's a myth. Is it? For, for me, it's a, it's a myth. It's a, uh, here's the thing. Uh, everything was all right until I had a birthday. Uh, I, and I felt right up until my birthday, I felt relaxed and refreshed. Right. And then I had my birthday. How long ago was this? Uh, April. Okay. Seventy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. Exactly. And and so then I stopped feeling so relaxed and refreshed <laughs> because uh at 70 um what I've learned is um uh, old people drop dead. <laughs> yeah. Can you still run cuz you're you were a big runner. Can you still run at 70 yes. or can you still go to the gym and work out uh, cuz I find everything now hurts me for too yeah. long. There's no recovery. Right. Yeah, you're right about that, but uh, on my 70th birthday, I ran 10 miles. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'm not finished yet, but I... <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. You're like that guy who it's takes five days to finish the marathon. That's, that's right. I watch that marathon sometimes, and there's somebody who finishes like three days later, right. and I'm they're, like, were they even trying to run? They're, they're putting away the sta- you know, the things in the... No yeah, kidding. Yeah. You ran 10 miles? 10 miles. It was very slow, but I just felt like I, I had to do it, and and um, and the but the other thing that was uh, and this is only interesting to me, right? But by the way, I'm very happy to see you. I'm happy I, to I, see and, you too. And, I, and I'll tell you something. When I left the show, uh, I thought, well, a lot of people will want me on shows. Yes. And no one wanted me on shows. Is that really true? No one has, like, like I, you know, Jimmy Kimmel idolizes okay. you. And... Jimmy Kimmel has been very yeah. nice to me. Right. Uh, and I was on his show. Right. Uh, and I'm going to be on it again in October. Right. Uh, unless, of course, I drop dead. <laughs> Which is always possible. <laughs> By the way, in all seriousness, is that one of your biggest fears? Not not dropping dead so much, but your dad died young, right? Yeah, he 57. Was and had his first heart attack when he was 30. In his 30s, yeah. In his 30s. And your dad, I didn't know this, was a florist, but he had fantasies of becoming a writer. Right. And uh, was that heartbreaking to you to see your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't know if I told you about it, but they used to... Uh, in the the Sunday supplement in certain newspapers, you would get Parade Magazine. Right. Is it still in publication? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I actually read it. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> like your dad. <laughs> and they had a uh, you could take the uh, famous writers test. 
Right. They they had an advertisement. It was a I don't know what the deal was, but so you'd fill out a thing. They'd send you a booklet <laughs> to to see if you were good enough to be a writer. And my right. poor father sent off for the famous writer's test booklet to see yes. if he had what it takes to be a writer. And lo and behold, turns out he had what it takes to be a writer. <laughs> what do you know? But he yeah yeah. But couldn't afford then the the follow up lessons to become. A certified writer. And as a kid, when you saw that, was it heartbreaking to you? A, a little. It's more heartbreaking now as I think about it, because it, at the time you just think, well, that's what, what dads do. You know, this right. is what my dad's doing. And he was uh, very entertaining, and, and musically he was crazy. He could, uh, he could play uh, like a pipe organ, just sit down and just go crazy on it. And you don't play any instruments I can't. yourself? No, I want to, but I can't. Are you... Do you uh, have a, a love of music? Were you in, like, do you, I could never tell with you, because one time I was doing your show and you leaned into me. There was somebody, a musician or something, and you said something like, look at this guy. Like, almost like with, um, like, laughing. Disdain. Yeah, yeah, disdain. But but <laughs> I, I don't know, like, I, I know you loved Warren Zevon. Mm -hmm. When he was a guest on the show, I mean, the man was dying. Right. And you had him on, and it was amazing. I thought that was really great to have him on, and... I remember, too, when I was watching it, the guy was making jokes about dying, and you were almost like, geez, you know. This it was is, very awkward. It's really awkward. It was very awkward. Uh, and you almost didn't know what to say. You know, you were almost speechless about it. But, yes. But you loved Warren Zevon, right? You loved well, I, I, I really did. I, I, liked his, um, I liked his lyrics. I, I thought it was uh, rock and roll music. Um, in a different direction because the the uh, lyrics were uh, literary in in illusion almost right. and 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 stories that other people were not writing music about in retirement are you listening to new music or are you yeah. you are yeah uh, do you like uh, anyone in particular you want to turn us on to no i no. don't i you see the, my problem is uh i like a lot of new music I just I have no idea who they are. You're right, that's sort of where I'm at at this point, right? But when you have when you got that award, uh, the, the 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 national medal with Obama sitting there and all that, and you're sitting next to Led Zeppelin, that had to be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that right? was cool. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, just as cool for me was Buddy Guy. You were a Buddy Guy fan. Well, uh, became a Buddy Guy fan. He had been on the show. He was a friend of uh, Paul's. Uh, and and I I kind of would would uh, uh, verify musical interests through Paul right and and if Paul liked them I thought these they got to be the real thing and the story of Buddy Guy is so compelling uh, and his talent and when you hear him play that guitar after knowing the story right it was great but when you'd have on uh, Eddie Vedder or Eddie Vedder right tremendous you yep. love you love yep. Pearl Jam right yep. Yep. so it's not disdain you really do you you enjoy these guys and do they move you emotionally that the, yeah. the mu music gets to you well that's yeah that's one of the great things about music isn't it I mean this is no revelation I, and I'll tell you the episode that uh, you cite uh, Warren Zevon well, whenever I I leaned over and said, hey, "Look at this guy," yeah, I was probably trying to impress you with being disdainful of. Well, I want life. To, I want to lean over and say, "Well, look at me. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I can't laugh at that guy. <laughs> it's unreal." But, but uh, you know, I'm a different person now. No, I think you're a different person than yeah. you were then. I think. Oh yeah. I mean, you know what? I tried knowing you were coming in. I tried to. Uh, I tried to go back and look at a lot of moments from your oh, show God. that like were kind of iconic. Do you ever No. I you know, I started looking at all the different episodes. They're awful. 
Oh, no, they're not. Yeah. Mine were awful. No, no, I, no, no, I, I no, cringe no. when I see myself on your show. I go, mm. how the fuck did I do this show and make such an asshole out of myself? I, I just cringe when I see it. The one episode I, I kind of was able to watch for a little bit was when I came on dressed as a woman. And I was you like, like that one. I did. Could, that's yeah. the one you could watch. But I, I remember you were a concerned. Fan favorite. You said, is, what, what am I going to interview Howard as some sort of character? I go, no, yeah. I'll just be Howard, but I just want to wear women's clothing. Right. And it worked out just fine, in yeah. my mind at least. Good. But, but the, the guy that I was most impressed with on your show was Chris Farley. He was absolutely delightful with mm-hmm. you. There were certain people who vibed with you. And I got to wondering... Were you thrilled by Chris Farley? Well, he was physical, and he was just so funny yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I don't know. Uh, in those days, that was back at NBC. Right. I, I had so many other things on my mind then. I don't know if I appreciated uh, Chris Farley in a way I would. I, I, in, in many ways, I wish I could start the show over now. Yes. Because I'm a different person. I'm mature. I have a better understanding of the world around me. And of the interaction with humans. Is that why you can't watch the old shows? Because you look at the old you yeah. and go, geez, I want to teach well, this guy something. That, that, yeah, perhaps. That's one reason. But it's just, it's. Uh, I can't look through my high school yearbook. I, right. I can't uh, look at the pictures of me when I was a kid. I have a horrible <clears throat> feeling. Somebody the other night uh, had like a little game we were playing with the, the dice. And they asked you questions. Do you have any regrets? Oh, God. And I went, oh, fuck. I said, I said this. This is the only thing I want to admit to them. I did an interview once with Robin Williams a hundred years ago, and um, Will Ferrell, and I was such an asshole to these mm-hmm. guys that I, I, only, I, the week before Robin Williams died, I was like, I wanted. I didn't know he was dying. Right. I didn't know he was going to kill himself. Or I, I, I said, I want to call him and apologize to him because I was such a fucking moron, and I love Robin Williams. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, what happened? And there's a couple of people I really feel this way about. And, um, and 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 like when I was watching your old clips, though, not, not that you ever did why, that. Why would you watch the old clips that, of you? That's, yeah, because a I I think I wanted to remind myself of why I love you so much. Oh, you have please. such an innovator, and no, what you did no, for no, late no, night. No, you know, no. you know. You, I just told the audience this this morning. Carson was doing. Yes, he, I know you worshipped him, but. He was doing it, and it was feeling old, and it just was getting old. And then you came in, and you, you just made something new happen in right. late night. It was suddenly hip and cool. Right, for about three years. No, it was very <laughs> hip and cool. And, uh, you know, it, it, like, like, like like when Madonna would come on and curse. Yeah. Okay, she cursed like 14 times, said, fuck, I don't know what she said. At the time when you're, when you're in that, are you thinking, this is the shittiest show ever, she's ruining this interview, or are you recognizing that this is going to be something they play over and over again for the rest of you, you know, your career because yeah. it's so great? Do well, you know it's well, great? Well, sometimes, it, it, again, um, I'm, I'm a completely different person now. Right. And I would be so much more better equipped to view the immediate surroundings of that show now than I was when Madonna was on. Right. We we used to have a a, a guy uh, on who was a, a a cartoonist out of a uh, Cleveland, uh, very very funny guy. Um, Which guy you t- you talking about? Uh, yeah, not the uh, Harvey. Uh, yeah, Picar. Harvey Picar. Right. Okay. And uh, he was great. He was tremendous. He 
uh, would, would just go after stuff. He would whine. He would go after me. He would go after the network. He would go after everything in, yeah. in, in a very uh, committed way. It, it wasn't a gag. It wasn't an act. He would really go to work on you. Right. And he, he meant every word of what he was yes, saying. Yes, he was a uh, um, anti-establishment a, a, in a way that you don't see guys like that anymore. And that used to really upset me because I just thought, "Come on, Harvey, don't don't do this to us. Come on, just play the game." Blah 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 blah. Now, geez, I I wish I could have had Harvey on every night. Right, because was, that he, was tremendous, and it was something original. It was yeah. not a guy playing the Hollywood That's game, right. and and he was being in the same respect. I got to ask you a couple of questions about the old show. This uh, kid, um, the actor, the one who put his foot in your face. You, you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, the, Joaquin the, Phoenix. Not Joaquin Phoenix. It was, uh, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Thank Chris, you. Yes. Crispin Glover, yeah. Yeah, he came on. He was frantic. He was nuts. And then he does like a karate right, thing. Right, he's going to kick me He's going to kick head. you in the yeah. face. You walked off the show. I believe you were, I don't think there was anything fake about it. I think you were genuinely nervous that this guy was going to actually go yeah, berserk, that's right? that's right, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and now when you look at that, do you see that as great television, or do you, are you, do you still say there's something completely unhinged about this uh, uh, Again, now, yeah, you pray for something like that, but at the time, it was my career. Right. You know, I, I, I was so self-absorbed, needlessly self-absorbed, it had because I'm following Johnny Carson. I right. don't know what's going to happen. There, there's a million guys lined up to take my job. Right. Every night was life and death, and so I was. I was just a dope, just really a dope to be. And I was young, you know. And you think? Do you think you were insecure? In, in other words, oh God, because you you know in in show business you think because uh, I had already blown one shot, the morning show. Yeah. And you think, okay, well, you could be done. And how many, and this was your dream to have yeah, a talk show and right. you finally got it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't realize you had kind of like, like we know you had that plan to go do stand up in Los Angeles, but while you were doing stand up, you had some TV gigs. You did everything right. from game shows That's to, right. you did all that traditional stuff. Yes. And that probably killed you because your dream the whole time was to have your own talk show, right? Right, exactly. It's frustrating when you have it in your head what you want to do and you can't get it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, so, and then when you do get it, uh, you're scared silly that somebody's going to take it away from you. That's why I always thought that when you had the opportunity to appoint someone uh, to the 12.30 slot when you moved to 11.30 on CBS, that's why I thought you put on Tom Snyder. You said to yourself, you know what? Snyder isn't a threat. He's, oh, see, that's what I see, thought. Yeah, th now see, that is more calculating than even I was capable of then. Really? He, he, now here's, here was the logic of that uh, before I knew anything about demographics or anything. Right. I really didn't know anything. Tom Snyder was doing a fairly successful show yeah. at NBC, The Tomorrow Show. Yeah. Today Show, Tonight Show, Tomorrow Show. What a lovely idea. Perfect. And who didn't love... You You had some rubs with Tom Snyder, right? Yeah, but I loved it. I mean, I went yeah. on there in a very calculated way and had a fight with him. Yeah. Because I knew it would have been boring otherwise. <laughs> but wasn't he great? He was great. He was great. Yeah. And he was committed to, like, yelling at me. And I'm, <laughs> and I, and, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking... I'm playing at this. Is he for real right now? And I think he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. But uh, he recognized it was good television, I think. I don't I don't know about that. But, but that's another I think thing. he wanted to deck you. Yeah, but that's another thing I can't watch. I cannot watch that interaction between me and uh, Tom Snyder. But he um so anyway, uh, they they yeah. fire they fire Tom. Right. And bring me in. <laughs> so I think holy crap, 
what about all of the Tom Snyder fans? You know, they're oh, going to be incensed. They're going to be livid. They're going to be marching. Right. So when I had the opportunity much, much later to give him back his show, theoretically, that's what I did. Oh, that was the That's plan. what it was. That, I it, thought it, it was like, you know what, I'll put on a guy who's no way he could replace no, me. No, Because Tom Snyder was not gracious. Tell me if this is true. When you were guest hosting The Tonight Show, subbing for Johnny Carson, there's a famous story that Tom Snyder came by The Tonight Show to watch you walk out because he said, I can't wait to see this unknown guy flop. <laughs> is, have you ever heard that story before? No, that's great. Yeah, that Tom Snyder was sitting there going, hey, no one knows who David Letterman yeah. is. You know, you were fairly new on the scene. Yep. <laughs> and he was there to, to ostensibly watch you fail. <laughs> like it would have been a good sport to yeah. feed you to the lions, you know? It's just uh, show business really <laughs> it's is great. the best. Everyone's rooting for you. <laughs> but I, um, he had some kind of, um, I, and I loved him. I yeah. mean, um, and I love the old Tom Snyder better than I like the Tom Snyder that was on after us. Right. Because he was smoking. He was in the big chair. He, he was, yeah. uh, uh, it was, uh, Edward R. Murrow yes. and his, his eyebrows were quite animated yep. and, uh, er, everything was just on the edge, deadly serious and, and fascinating. Yes. And it was great because it came on at like one o'clock. You liked him. Yeah. Because yeah. Johnny did an hour and a half. Uh, and at one o'clock, there was nothing on when I was a kid except Tom Snyder. So what what was not the like? thing I was telling the audience before you came in, I said, it's so great. Like when you took over your own show after Johnny Carson, I love that Johnny or some producer there laid down the law that you couldn't have any brass instruments in the uh, That's right. in the band. Dave Tebbett was the man's name. Yeah. And by the way, like you cared about having brass instruments in your <laughs> well, band. Oh, that shows I, you how unhip they were. Like, they, he, you know what he, I mean? Dave Tebbett was uh, um, like Johnny's guy right he had been at nbc forever and i don't know what his official title had been but later in his career he was just johnny's lookout guy you right. know he would oh you, you can't do that he came in and we had this he had this meeting and he, he, we couldn't do a, a monologue you could only do three jokes can so, you imagine did you want to do a monologue no i thought great great don't, i can't i don't want to do, yeah, do it yeah i would think a stand-up comic would want to do a monologue somewhere um, I, I just, I, to me, uh, the only way you could get jokes to work would be in a club. If you could get a joke to work at a club, it's going to work. And if you're doing a nightly show, you don't have the opportunity to go to a club to see if they're going to work. Did you like doing a nightly show in front of an audience? Oh, I, yeah. You yeah, did. I loved it. Yeah. You, you loved that. Yeah. But I, I thought you had said that the night, I think it was after Hurricane Sandy, you did a TV show and uh, there was no audience available, for, right. you know, obviously. And uh, there was this weather disaster, and you got to do it in front of uh, no, you know, just your TV audience. Denzel Washington was the guest. Yeah, yeah. and you you said you loved it, right? It well, was kind of a neat as, experience as a, as a one-off, sure. Oh, but yeah. you like that audience being there? Yeah, you got to, um, um, yeah, the audience because that's if you make these people laugh, that's the only way I can go home feeling positive about myself. That's what used to make me so nervous about doing your show because if we were, all of us, I'm used to working in a booth. I don't have to sit and worry about a live, and I'd be sitting there and I go, wait, there's like silence here yeah. for a minute. And I was afraid to have real conversation <laughs> because like they, they weren't laughing, yeah. you know? And I was like, every 30 seconds, I thought I had to say something completely insane. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> and, and, and what I found was, makes perfect sense. Uh, the, the worse the audience is, or the worse the material is, or as bad as I could be, 
uh, and you're not getting that reinforcement, then the harder you try. Right. And the harder you try, it just gets worse and worse and worse. You know, the other thing I heard was that Johnny's producer friend there, who was trying to lay down the law for how your new show should go, was that you couldn't have any of the uh, old school guests like Jimmy Stewart, George mm-hmm. Burns, Buddy mm-hmm. Hackett, mm-hmm. you know, and all those kind of people. And in a way, good, you know, yeah. who needs them? He said to us, uh, the, the great story that came out of that, we had a meeting. And it was me and Hal Gurney and uh, Meryl Marco and I think our producer of the day, Barry Sand, and Dave Tebbett. Right. And uh, Dave had a very gravelly voice. He says, so for example, let's just say that Bob Hope is arrested for selling dope. Right. You you can't have him on to talk about selling dope. And And nobody in the room could keep a straight face because we just thought, uh-huh. Bob Hope. Yeah. Dope, yeah. He's selling weed. Yeah, because he needs the money. <laughs> <laughs> and who even knows what that means? What do you mean I can't talk about that? Why can't I talk about that? Yeah. But, you know, it's weird. Like, Rodney Dangerfield was such a staple of The Tonight Show. And right. he'd come on and kill. Now, I went back and watched the old clips. Rodney did your show once. Right. And I sensed that you weren't happy with it. Like, he was doing his jokes and that's not what you were after. That's not what you wanted from your guests. You wanted more reality. You wanted to hear about their lives maybe a little bit. And I sense that you were like kind of disappointed in him. Am I crazy? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Am I, am I studying uh, this? Uh, like, but, you know, you're, uh, um, you're, you're right. He was on, I think, just the one time. And he didn't like coming on. And um, Is that I, right? Yeah. And How I, did you know that? Well, you hear things. Oh, I see. So, I, I, but, but I think it was more because uh, he was, and, and other guys uh, felt the same way, that I was going to try to interrupt them and be funny while they were doing their jokes. And you knew enough to stay out of his well, way. Well, yes, I did. But but sometimes, who knew? You know, you can't tell. Because of my stupid ego, I wanted to show people that, well, I'm just as funny as A, B, and C. So. Would you get competitive with a guy like Rodney and say, hey, you know, I've got to get my jokes in, too. And, and, and... Maybe when I was a kid, yeah. yeah. Because you feel, I felt like... Like every night I have to demonstrate that uh, I'm funny and thereby worth watching. Now it seems completely misguided. And uh, right. you, you talk about, you know, the regrets of, of youth. Uh, they're... Is the thing you're saying that you've learned now that you're older, that uh, it's not always about you, that you can let somebody else shine and right. you can take a back seat to them? Right. But this, the this sad thing about show business is uh, nobody tells you that. Right. Because you have to shine. Uh, and if you don't shine, there are a hundred people in line shining more brightly than you are. And isn't there also a paranoia that if I don't shine, the audience is all going to go away? That's that it's, right. It's up to me to carry the show every Abs- night. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, you right. All... That guest is there one night. You're there every night. Yeah. I got to come back the next night, which is, uh, you learn later, is uh, comfortable. That right. makes you comfortable. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it's like, uh, every moment you have to score every moment you mentioned the uh, the Joaquin Phoenix uh, it, whenever I see these lists of like the greatest guests that ever did the David Letterman show they point to this Joaquin Phoenix I thought that was absolutely brilliant but again I could imagine at the time you saying to yourself this kid's coming on I think he's playing a character I don't know unless he arranged it with you ahead of time which I don't think he did I don't know did he I knew uh, what he was doing you ahead did. of time yeah did you enjoy what he was doing, or were you saying, oh, Jesus? Oh, I'm- no, no, I did enjoy it because it was, uh, you know, like getting your work in on the heavy bag. You know, right. It was just 
it was easy. It was it was batting practice. It's funny. It was such a great moment. And then, like, you had him back a couple of months later <laughs> for him to discuss what happened on there. It was never, right. he should never have appeared again, right? Yeah. Some people should never appear again. It was just so perfect. Well, the the uh, the master of that, of course, was Andy Kaufman. That's the thing. Now, now, did they work that out with you ahead of time? Would Andy? Andy was, uh, I knew Andy for years. Everybody in L.A. knew Andy, and people in New York knew Andy, and then he and moved But when to you California. say you knew him, I mean, you knew him from comedy clubs. Yeah, knew him from comedy clubs. You didn't we hang didn't, out with him. No, we didn't right. go to dinner and stuff like that. Right. And he, um, gosh, he was peculiar, and, <laughs> and, you, and you just loved it because you, you sort of thought, well, this guy uh, is, is wasting his life, wasting his career by being so peculiar. Right. But instead... Just the opposite happened. By yeah, being so, so peculiar, he became an enormous star. The performer in you says, I could tell Andy how to be great. But meanwhile, Andy was great doing what That's he right. did. That's right. And and, and now, um, oh, you know, you think about him, had he lived, what... What would know, he have done? Yeah, exactly. What would he have done? But he was tremendous. And, and he uh, was always a gentleman to me uh, and always would let me know, I'm going to do A, B, and C and, and don't get upset when the wrestler hits me. Oh, uh, you knew about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looked terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, it really looked like, like like you were upset, and when this guy, Jerry Lawler, he didn't seem to be in on the joke. Like, he really smacked Andy. Yeah. And I thought Andy got hurt, and I loved Andy, and it was like, I was like, oh my God, he just got hurt on the David Letterman show, but what a fucking show that was, <laughs> the, the right? Best, the best thing about it was the uh, next day or two days later in the Times, the New York Times, the New York Times <laughs> right. writes this story up about Andy being assaulted on this talk show. <laughs> yeah. And they refer to him, of course, their editorial policy, Mr. Kaufman and the wrestler, Mr. Lawler. <laughs> so and funny. I just thought, are you you're crazy? You're just, why? What are you wasting ink on this? Uh, and then the other thing, when he used to be on the daytime show, and I've told this many times, he, after each appearance, he would lean over to me and he said, be sure to send me the hate mail. <laughs> he just, he loved it. So did you see the real side of Andy Kaufman? I mean, did you, did you, do you think you kind of knew him and no, no, I no. don't think so. But, but he was, he was courteous enough to uh, include me. He didn't want to exclude me. He didn't want to put me in an awkward position. So I was uh, his ad hoc partner in the bit. Yeah, that's what was so nice about it. I yeah. didn't have that understanding when I would go on your show. I would hide my agenda <laughs> and give a fake agenda to your to your producers, thinking that I was being slick. Well, that's not useful. <laughs> no, not at all. And it was just ridiculous. But, you know, as, as sometimes, uh, like Andy Kaufman's manager, uh, Bob Zamuda, right. uh, would come and hang around the studio, and we we wouldn't know, was that Andy? Was it Bob Zamuda? It just was bizarre. <laughs> right. And and But why? you weren't annoyed by it, were you? Oh, oh we you loved were, it. We loved, loved Andy. It. Oh, my God. Yeah, what's not to love Andy? You take the, take the night off and you knew something peculiar was going to happen. Don't you love when there's a guest on that you know is just going to do a great job? Like, to me, another guy that was great on your show was Jim Carrey. Like, he'd come out and just be funny. Go to work. Go yeah. to work. Yeah. I mean, and when you know that's happening, it just elevates your spirit. Right. But conversely, when you have a starlet on, and, and I'm always trying to understand this, who kind of walks out, isn't really trying hard, I mean, yes, a good-looking woman, and that does generate ratings. 
But are you sitting there going, my God, what, what am I doing with my life? I mean, this person isn't even putting any energy into it. They're going on with this boring story. That's a real downer, isn't it? Well, uh, let's let's not limit it to starlets. It's, yeah, that's it, true. It goes both ways. It's yes. male, it's female. Right. It's it's not uh, endemic to females. Right. Um, yeah, but then again, I have those nights where they must think to the... I, I remember I had a really bad cold uh, one night, and it got to the point where, I don't know, it, it doesn't happen this way in this show, but on our show, publicists would book the show. Right. And if you didn't take this star, then you weren't going to get that star because the same publicist controlled both of them. And right. You really had to suck up to the publicists. Yes. And that's not you. And so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm coughing and I'm wheezing and I'm, my nose is running. Uh, and after the show, uh, we got, uh, the producer got into a scream and fight with the publicist because I, may have infected their guest. Oh, jeez. And, and how <laughs> how dare I? How could I? Why would you let that happen? He's clearly contagious. I've got a guest here. And I just thought, okay. Oh, this right. is so absurd, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever... Now, this is a very honest question because I... Like, we're sitting here now having a conversation. And it's mm-hmm. it, for me, it's fabulous. And, and we're talking about, like, really interesting things, at least to me, and, and certainly hopefully to the audience. But when you were sitting there doing the show and, uh, you know, Charlize Theron's on and she comes on, she looks magnificent, she's beautiful and she's being engaging and you have this conversation. Do you start to think like, oh, my God, there's something going on here between Mm -hmm. us? Because I, I mean, I've had that. I'm actually sometimes let down. I go, a guest comes in and we seem like we're really close and then it's over. Can you get deluded into thinking you have an actual friendship with this person? Yeah, it's it, it'll happen to you later today as well. It will, but it will. Because <laughs> he's walking like, out, go, he's not going to call you. No, I'm going to go like, wow, Dave and I are very close. You know what I mean? It's such, I think it's a mind fuck in, in some respects. Well, no? I, I um, it, it, it didn't happen to me much. It would happen occasionally. Right. Uh, and then I always thought, oh, well, of course this person acts like they're enjoying talking to me because this person is an actor. Right. So I always would think there's no way in heck that they could actually be fond of this experience. They're just acting. And and, and I guess they are, right? Yeah, I think yeah. they are. Well, like when, it, when, when Drew it, Barrymore, in case. Y- yes, in our case. <laughs> when Drew Barrymore gets up on a desk and shows you her breasts, like you go, well, maybe she's into me. I don't know. I, or or maybe there's an intimacy between us that I'm not, you know, I'm not sure of. See, you make a good point there. You make an awfully good point because, um, at the and I don't want to sound, uh, and I probably will, but for a man, if a young, lovely woman. Let's just say it wasn't a TV show. Right. Let's just say I'm a guy in an office with a desk. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, yes, come in. Oh, Drew Barrymore is here to see you. Oh, hi, Drew. And she jumps up on uh, your desk and takes off her top. How can you not be affected by that? Uh, of course. You and know? do you th- and you go home and you think, well, maybe she's into me. Uh, <laughs> Did it go no, that far? No, you didn't go you that day? far. I, no. I used to get. I, I would get confused by everything. Did any, it, was, it was confusing did, did, for you. Did any real friendships come out of the show in yes. terms of uh, yes. a guest? Yes, like where friendships. You, yeah, there would be like mm-hmm. you would actually say, "Hey, you know what? This is someone I think I could be friendly." Right, with. Right, right. But only after years and years and years and years and years of and, them being on the show. Yes, right. Uh, because uh, 
uh, I just felt like, well, they don't, they don't want me as a friend, and and I don't know that I want them as a friend. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I, not that I didn't want them as friends. It just, it, it also seemed like my, was you, my... you became Mr. Kiwanis Club at a certain mean? point. What do you mean? You, you've got when I first knew you, yeah, you had no friends. I had no friends. All I thought about was work. Yeah, and, well, and radio. me too. Yeah. It was the same thing. Yeah, and that's all I wanted to think about. I right. was I was so self centered. Uh, and the, and the biggest mistake I made was delaying having a family because I just didn't want anything to interfere with the show. Yeah. Um, but, but as far as Mr. Kiwanis, I came to a realization. I said, you know, I do enjoy meeting people in my yeah. industry. It is nice to hear people. Like I've always thought of myself as not being in show business, that I'm the outsider, this and that, and the other thing. But I am in show business. Right. I do work <laughs> in an industry. I mean, in some way, I'm That's in right. it. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, so so uh, uh, I wouldn't say I'm Mr. Kiwanis, but I do have some friends in show business now. But you, you yeah, and, and I think you and I have some mutual friends. Yes, we do. In yeah. fact, we almost had dinner a few times, right. but you backed out. Why I, is that? I, I did. Uh, I, it's not. And uh, Robin, honest to God, I figured it was you, me. You, you have to. No, it wasn't you. Right. It was uh, scheduling. Was problem. it? Oh. Yeah, scheduling. I'd, I'd have dinner with you. You hear Howard's name, and you have a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let me ask you this about the uh, about your philosophy of talk shows. Okay. When Sasha when Sasha Baron Cohen, who yeah. played Borat in the movie, and I right. think is a brilliant guy. When he says to you, I want to come on as a character, I want to come on and I want you to interview Borat, does that send chills up your spine in a sense because you're interested in the real guy, right? right? I, I, I lose interest in it because, uh, you know, I, I'm in on the joke. Right. right. You know, I'm not a guy you meet on the bus. You don't want to do a sketch. Uh-uh. I don't no. want to be the uh, part of a comedy team. Right. Know, let, let me in. If Andy Kaufman would let me in on what was going on, then Borat's got to let me in on what was going on. That's right. And you had to be comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and only to the good. You know, I, I'm, lo- I'm not looking to uh, subvert what he's up to. I, I'm looking right. to support what he's up to. I think some people feel like if you're not in on it, it'll be a better surprise or something. That's yeah. sort of my philosophy, yeah. but I guess, I guess that doesn't really work. <laughs> I thought that one of the clips I went back and watched, the first appearance that Sam Kinison, he did stand oh, up on your yeah, show, yeah. it was mind-blowingly yeah. good yeah am i right do you remember that yeah well that th- th- i think that was um i don't know what other shows he had done not but, many but his early stuff that was his strong stuff uh and he, i mean he was a combination of menacing because he comes out in this you don't know what you're looking at the with beret, the gray and yeah. the hair and the and the uh, the overcoat uh and he killed yeah yeah, and he would. I would love how he would wind himself up and then just start screaming <laughs> at a fever pitch, and uh, it really was delightful. And he also did a thing I'd never seen on your show before as a comic. He he left the stage and walked up into the audience and started yelling at the yeah. audience and, and yeah. screaming at them. And it was yeah. just, it was really, really. Uh, I just thought a breakthrough. No, I, I, and again, it's one of these situations where. Uh, of course, he had other demons, uh, right. as do a lot of people uh one wonders what that would have been had he lived five more years 10 more years 20 more years a full life but but similarly uh not similarly unlike uh sam who did so well you have said uh, i think that andy rooney was just a despicable kind of guest that that he came on the show and i loved andy rooney too and and i met him once uh at, at some cbs function when i was working for cbs 
and uh, he was absolutely nasty. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he was re- really that guy. He was <clears throat> a curmudgeon and beyond. Uh, and uh, Hal Gurney, who was the director of uh, our show, I, you know, I, uh, can, I, I had a cup of coffee. Yeah. That you got to go pee? I, I, no, no, I, I, uh, I don't have it now. You want a cup of he coffee? He lost it. He needs it. You yes, want your cup thanks, of coffee? Thanks, Robert. I, it, wait, wait a second. Let me yell at my staff. Where, no, no, it's where not, is it's Mr. Not, Letterman's coffee? No, it's not you. <laughs> no, there it is. Oh, <laughs> Look thank at that. you, Gary. No sooner do you say it wow. that it's there. Uh, so um, anyway, through, through uh, uh, Hal Gurney, I, I met Jack Parr. Right. And uh, so for like six weeks, Jack Parr and I became really, really good friends. Is that right? Yeah. But I knew which way this was going to go. Badly. I, I, yeah, badly. Uh, so we would go to Jack Parr's house, uh, like on a Sunday. And I can remember we Jack said, oh, come out to the house, we'll play tennis. Right. And, and Jack had a, a house that he had named. And, <laughs> and you know you're in trouble if a guy... That's a rich guy. It's Long, Long Barn. Come on out to Long Barn. Right. So we go out to Longburn, and it's a nice enough house on a cul-de-sac in a development. It's not like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's Longbarn. Yeah, Longbarn is, implies so, an estate. Yeah, it's like right. Manderley. <laughs> right. So, uh, not, very nice house, <laughs> right. but you don't name it. So uh, we play tennis, and he's got a butler. It's blazing hot uh, uh, September afternoon, and the butler is dressed all in black. And we go in, and we have dinner. And then joining us for dinner is... Uh, an airline pilot, um, somebody else, and somebody else, and Andy Rooney. Wow. So I was there with my current girlfriend, uh, and Andy Rooney starts uh, grilling me about, uh, uh, are you married? And I said, no, I'm not married. He said, well, why not? And I said, well, I was married, but I got a divorce. And Andy Rooney says, well, why did you get a divorce? Jeez. And I said, well, I think I think it was my fault I got married very, very young he says, no, that's not it. That's not why you got a divorce. And I said, really? Why did I get a divorce? And he said, you weren't trying. People don't try. You just didn't try hard enough. And I said, oh, you know what? I have some letters I have to get to. <laughs> He's <laughs> lecturing gonna, you. Yeah. And this is the first time you meet the guy. That's right. He's this telling you Sunday why afternoon. you did something. That's right, yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Uh, and then it got to be where uh, it's one of those deals where you'd be having dinner and you'd be aware of something, and then it was, where's, where's Jack? Where? Yeah. And then Hal would come over and say, uh, I think we should leave now. Jack went to bed. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. Boy, Jack was living a very formal life. I used to sit and <laughs> fantasize, how did Jack Parr have an income? I mean, he only did The Tonight Show for a couple of years yeah. or something, and then, like, quit, uh, leaving uh, leaving it to Johnny. But well, his, his, his wife uh, had a lot of money. I don't know where oh. it came from. And he uh, purchased a television station in Vermont. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, in the days when you could buy a TV station for like five million. Isn't it so disappointing sometimes when you meet your heroes? It's like, um, you know, Jack Parr, certainly for you, being a young guy. Yeah, but I knew I was going to screw that up. The same with Johnny. I, I would always be so nervous around Johnny, I really couldn't enjoy the moment because I knew any minute he was going to say, uh, okay, thanks, yeah, but you kind of evoke that in people too. I know every time that do uh, I really a certain yeah a certain Good. friend of ours says I know you like that, <laughs> but, but I know you don't believe this. But every time a certain friend of ours says let's get together for dinner with Dave, mm. I go I'm up for it. I'd love to. Mm-hmm. I'm like oh geez, I wonder how that's going to go. It's mm-hmm. probably going to get all fucked up, and you know yeah. I'll probably say something stupid like I name my house, and <laughs> and you'll walk out. And, <laughs> what, you is, what is the name of your house, Howard? <laughs> Howard's <laughs> Fart Manor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, no. 
in all seriousness, uh, you know, <laughs> I think people do get nervous around you. You know what I want to know? When you retired, and you're going you're gonna to make fun of me for asking this, but when you retired, is it weird for you not to have an income? In other words, yes, you have plenty of money. And I know that psychologically, though, it can be weird. You, your whole life you've had an income. You've had money coming in. Now, b- before you sign this Netflix deal, now money's just going out. And even though you have a lot of money, do you sit there? Why, why does that amuse you, Robin? What yeah, is yeah, so because, funny about that? Because she knows this is, my, income. this is my income. No, he doesn't. You, no, Absolutely he does. You don't think he has investments paying him? No, no. Yes, I understand. That's like a retirement income. I'm talking about, <laughs> does it ever freak you out that you don't see that paycheck coming in? Yeah. Well, I I went out and got a reverse mortgage because <laughs> I, I was worried about the banks stealing no, my home. Dave, come on. I mean, seriously, it, 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 it is a weird thing all of a sudden. Uh, I'll tell you how it's weird is psychologically. Yes. Again, you feel like uh, if I'm not working and I don't get a regular check, uh, I'm not worth anything. Right. But, it, yes. And also that's your mojo, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But believe me, in many other ways... Uh, I'm paying for it, or I'm getting paid, or I should be getting paid. Yes. I, I don't know. I uh, w- This Netflix deal, <laughs> yeah. a, a part of taking on uh, this idea of doing six shows a year, it's not a heavy schedule. It's probably a schedule that you kind of, in your mind, think, <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping my foot in this thing, right? Not a heavy schedule. Right? Six shows a year. Right. It, it, it's it, a nice uh, schedule. It's absolutely, because um, uh, I, I vacillate. Uh, do I want to go back to work? Uh, I don't know. Right. And, and so then you get the uh, the Netflix. <clears throat> people were uh, very generous, very nice about this thing. And then I met these people called the, the Radical Brothers who do all of these uh, great video projects. And the combination of the two of these guys, I thought, well, let's, geez, let's do this. This is something I want to do. The Radical with. Brothers yeah. are going to be your, what, producers? Yeah. They're, they're a production company. I see. You had a meeting with them, and you brought yeah. this a gig to Netflix. Right. Did That's you meet right. with Ted Sarandos? The, yes. 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 Are you old? Oh, and he, uh, I'm, I was supposed to ask you if you would uh, be on the show. Uh, on what show? The the show we're talking about now. Well, listen, I, what, I'm going to say no to you? Okay. I mean, I, okay. I, feel, uh, I feel I'd have to. Okay. He could have said no to some of your people. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't you ask me. <laughs> By the way. What a disgrace you've turned into. Asking directly if I'd be a guest? What I'm happened sorry. to you in retirement? I, I don't know. I, for, I forget the rules of show business. Do you think you'll shave your beard for the new show? No, no. I'll be buried with this. The beard? This is it? Yeah. This is the way to go? I guess. I, but your I, show business, Dave, always is clean shaven. I mean, this yeah. is a, a departure. But I, honest to God, I get uh, so tired of shaving every day. And then that's that's what I said when I first grew the beard. And now I don't know why I have it. What will we do on the new show with these uh, brothers? Uh, what are their names again? The, 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 the Radical, radical Brothers. Brother. Can yeah. you imagine? Meanwhile, what do you mean Radical Brothers? Oh, that's the name of the company. That's the name of the company, What yeah. will we do with these Radical Brothers? What, what do you have in mind? Uh, is it just going to be an, a, a straight interview? Are we, uh, I, hopefully we're not, uh, I mean, we're going to sit somewhere and talk, right? <laughs> do you have any I, idea? I, I have we're... no idea. You have no idea. I have no Come idea. on, you must have visualized this show, the um, Netflix show. Can can we come out to Fart Manor? <laughs> Fart Manor, come out to the house? No. No, but you've already booked one guest, right? Yes. It's not me. It's uh, No, now, no, no, we've booked two. You've booked two. We've got two. Who is the first guest? Do I we... can't, I'm not going to tell you. Why? We're building suspense? No, I just, uh, I've been told I, I can't oh. say who it is. Oh, the guest said, please don't say it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wonder who it is. Hmm. Well, see, there you go. 
Is it, it the it, mooch? It's wor- <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. It's working already. You got the mooch. Yeah. When you when uh, are you always on? Are you, so the comedy mind always thinking? Because rumor has it you went up to Netflix to discuss this thing, and uh, instead of just walking in the building and having the meeting, mm. you immediately uh, pose as the doorman. And you began opening the door for everybody uh, in the building. Am I correct? Is that true? I don't. Th- I don't think that's true. We'd have to look at the tape. That is the word that you immediately went into a comedy bit, and and I hear it was a scream. Uh, you know, I have a camera on you at all times, uh, and I'm watching you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I felt that some of this new show was prompted by uh, Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. You like where Jerry's career went with that? You know, I remember you used to uh, uh, say with regard to a person you would like to be with and god forbid if your wife was ever stricken ill and couldn't function that you would then be the surrogate husband for the person and everything would be fine right i i feel that about jerry god forbid jerry can't do his show comedians uh, drinking coffee in cars just give it to me. You like that whole it's, thing. It's the only new good idea in in the new generation of multi-platform television production. You're taken with it. Yes. And you ha- here, here's what I admire about Jerry. Uh, m- many things to admire about Jerry. But he, he puts together his little uh, uh, situation comedy and everybody, oh, they can't get enough of that. Right. Great. Huge hit. So we think, goodbye, Jerry. Thank you. We'll see you later. Right. And, you know, he does his stand-up. And then he comes back and he goes to a Snap or Crackle or Pop or wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, what exactly, right. what is what it? Is is it like you get it on your clock radio? I, I don't it's know where to, it is. It's hard to comprehend. It's like a question yeah. of where you, right. where yeah. you find no, it. Nobody, and he's fine that nobody knows where it is. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then he amasses 100 episodes, and then he goes to Netflix, and they say, hey, you know, we'll give you $500 million for your little... A drinking coffee show. Isn't it hard for guys like us to comprehend this? Because to me, the the paradigm is, hey, we go to a network or we go to a radio station yeah. and we get a job. Now it's like, yeah, you go to you go on this crackle and no one's heard of it. No, it's hard to imagine. Well, the the hard thing for me is, and maybe the same thing would happen to you. I don't know. Uh, they would say, what do you want to do? And I would say, geez, you know, I kind of did it for 30 years. You did. And, and so, doesn't but, that but paralyze you? But Jerry... You? Jerry doesn't care. Jerry doesn't care. He's got... He likes coffee. Right. Uh, he likes cars. He likes comics. So somebody says, well, there's your show right there. But How you, does that happen? But Jerry also <laughs> says to me... Never goes, happened to you. No, goes, it's not yeah, right. <laughs> Jerry says to me, Howard, you work too hard. I don't understand what you're doing, this and that. But meanwhile, he is working. He's doing stand-up. He's and always he's doing, working. He's always working. He was in Australia for two weeks. I know. Yeah. I mean, the, the flight and back to Australia would kill me. Absolutely. You would yeah. never do that. No. So we're hoping with Netflix that it's not too, uh, too much of a burden... Oh, it, it won't be a burden. It'll, it'll be great because uh, it'll it'll all be. Uh, uh, I'm coming. One of my big advantages in life is ignorance. Right. So if you're ignorant, 
Uh, there's nothing you can't ask a person. But are you worried that uh, because, seriously, and I'm not doing, uh, you, you reinvented late night. You did it all. Mm-hmm. You did this incredible body of work. Yeah. Are you worried? No, seriously. Are you worried that like, oh, shit, I shouldn't be, I, I, I should just go away. I should follow the Johnny Carson thing and just kind of disappear. And well, yeah, that, that's a concern, but I'm yeah. no, I'm not worried about it because uh, I, I think it's going to be great and it'll probably be the last thing I do. So I want it to be great. Right. Uh, I love the people at, um, at Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, nice people. T- Ted is a nice guy. Uh, and the, the Radical Brothers uh, are fantastic if you look at their body of work. Right. So, uh, again, I'm the weak link in this chain. So I, 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 I know they're not going to let it fail. I think um, people are excited you're coming and doing something. Well, that'll change. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll beat that out of them. <laughs> I had an idea for you. Yeah. Comedians in vans uh-huh. who get coffee. <laughs> and it, it, it would be similar to Jerry's, but different because it would be vans. <laughs> do you like that or would you be I, interested no, in that? I do love that. I don't know why that's not a show. Is Jerry your favorite stand-up? Because you tend to put yourself down as a stand-up. But, right. you know, people don't know this. Richard Pryor himself, when you first started doing stand-up, Richard Pryor said, there's one guy I want opening for me. Oh, please. That and I want David Letterman. No, that, that is did, true. That, no, it's not true. Paul Mooney says it. Oh, well, Paul. Or did I just make that up? Perhaps you made it no, up, no, but, but seriously, I, I'm going to go with that. You I like were that. a very good stand-up. No, you no, 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 mediocre. But and, you got scouted by The Tonight Show uh, very quickly. Yeah, but I, I, in those days, they were just looking for... A uh, guy in a suit with a pulse. Oh, you you you, you can't take Why any credit. Why are you credit. putting yourself down like you got the Medal because, of Honor? Because I I, oh, I and know, where is that medal? Where is your Kennedy Center? Uh, <laughs> where is your Kennedy Center medal? I saw you walking around with a ribbon and all. Yeah, thing. No, yeah. seriously, where 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 is that thing? Where do you keep that? It's uh, in Muncie, Indiana, right now. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, you have the uh, museum of uh, David Letterman. It's right? not a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Ball State. Yes, I have a museum. Your college Good has it. God, <laughs> no. <laughs> Why is that not in your house? Because shouldn't Harry I, see that? He, 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 no, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I'm not exactly Joe DiMaggio. See, I sense you're a good dad. Around your son, you don't make it about you. And that's that's always a temptation. Is there ever that temptation with your son to say, look at what I've done. Come on, son. You know, see, see I'm the you great David Letterman. Don't you know yeah. who I am? You know what I mean? We do all have those temptations. Well, uh, as you probably uh, succumb to this, and I think all parents do, I just love making him laugh. Yeah. And if I, if I can genuinely make the kid spit stuff at his nose, you know, then I, I feel like, uh, I'm a good dad. I think you had kids at the right age. Maybe. When I had kids, Maybe I was so. very young and very consumed yep. of myself, too much so. And I've told, I've said that to my kids in a very real way. I apologize to them. How old are your kids now? Uh, my oldest daughter is uh, 34, and then I've got a 31-year-old and a 24-year-old. Yeah. You know, the, they're older kids now. That's fantastic, though. Is, is, aren't those relationships... They're great. Wonderful. Yeah I, yeah, I love them, and they're great people, and they're doing wonderful things with their life. But, uh, boy, oh, boy, I wish I could have had some wisdom back then as a father. I wish I knew more. Yeah. And I think, you know, having kids at an older age sometimes well, yeah, is better. I, I, maybe. But then again, on the other hand, um, I wish I had three kids. I don't have right. three kids because I just um, I was so glued to the idea of I've got to get this uh, success via this show to to the uh, ex- exclusion of everything else. But you're everything right. Everything else. Your kids would have resented you for for that attitude. Who knows? Who knows? Or though it, maybe it would have opened it, you up. Life is life. You make it work regardless. You but know? when you're first starting out, all you can think about is career. That's right. You have to. Yeah. You've got to be that focused, even though a lot of it is wasted energy. Yeah. Right. A lot of it is wasted energy. A lot of it. A lot of it is just. Uh, 
being led around by your own ego, you know, and, yeah. and that's not the best way to go through life. When you retired, what was your day like? Was it was it a horrible board? Did you, I pictured you maybe sitting and watching movies. Are you a movie fan? Do you like watching movies? Yeah, I movies? like movies, but I, am, I haven't seen a movie since I quit. We used to have a screening room right there in the building. So right. we, we would see every movie released. And so it, you don't see these superhero movies or anything? No, no. I don't, you, I don't like... Uh, uh, I, if a movie, uh, if it can't really happen in life, I'm not going to go see that movie. As you kid, can't see Superman fly. And that's all that right. Yeah, if if Superman, that doesn't, it, unless it can actually happen, but I'm not When you were going. a kid, you didn't read uh, comic books? No, and, and my see, mother wouldn't let me have comic books. Why? You, I mean, don't you wanted know. them and she would say no. I, I didn't even want them. But, but I, I would go and, no, you can't have that. And so I didn't get it. And who cares? I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. I the, would get Archie. She would let me have Archie. Because that was wholesome. That's right. Yeah, but but, sir, but it she also really, was sort Archie of was real. The, yeah. well, Archie was like maybe. No wonder you don't like comic <laughs> book movies. It was real. <laughs> it was based in reality. <laughs> Although I, uh, Jughead uh, had no reality. <laughs> that cap he wore. But 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 uh, that's. And um, by the way, I'm sorry to hear about uh, the death of your mother recently. But I would think did your ninety ninety uh, what? She's going to be ninety six. Ninety six. Mm-hmm. And even it, it's always weird to lose your. Died, you know, you died could, playing racquetball. Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it, it, I would think maybe one of the sadnesses is that your dad, did your dad get to see your great success? No. 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 Do you ever fantasize that he could have seen what became of you? I, I, I often, like my mom lived so long uh, that we, at one point I said, Mom, I said, you're not, you're not going to get the record. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she was such a fixture in my life. Right. And my father... Conversely, was not. Yeah, and I, I always wondered what life would have been like the other way around if, we, if my mother, uh, sadly, had passed away at fifty-seven, and my dad lived till he was ninety-six. I, I, I wonder what that dynamic would have been, or if they had stayed together and been alive uh, all those years. I wonder what that would have been. Are yeah, you, are your parents both still They're alive? They're still alive. What, what are their ages? Uh, my, my father's ninety-four. My mother's eighty-nine. Holy, yeah. Gosh, well, it, it, and that's great, right? Yeah, it's great. It's great to see, but it's also, you know, I worry because they have such a symbiotic relationship yeah. that I'm really worried if one of them uh, gets ill. Yeah. Uh, the other one's just going to fall apart rapidly. Well, that's uh, kind of the stereotype, isn't it? Was your mom lonely? Uh, no, I don't think she was lonely. She, uh, she, nothing killed her except the fact that she was ninety-six. Right. She luckily did not have heart disease, did not have cancer, did not break a hip, and uh, you know she was not active, but she could go out. She still liked to read. Uh, and we would visit, and she, uh, you know, some cognitive dimin- diminishment, but she was okay for 96. So it was kind of shocking in a way, because she was okay. No, well, no. I mean, it, she was slowing down. It, I she see. wasn't one of these 96-year-olds who, you know, I've, I'm, I'm 96 and I'm having the best sex of my life. It right, wasn't no, one of those. Yeah. No. yeah, my mother's like, you know... She goes, getting old isn't for wimps. I mean, she's... Yeah, that's she's, right. That's she's, what my she, mom would say, too. She's yeah. having a hard time. Yeah. I, the thing with your mom that I, I heard was that she did not like Ed Sullivan <laughs> because he would make the audience clap for the people. That's he would say, right. come on, come on, come on, let's <laughs> yeah. hear it for those let's Beatles. Really, and, right? she, yeah, and she hated that. She hated that because she felt like if the audience <laughs> liked them well enough to clap, they will clap. And don't when, make them clap if they don't want to clap. And when you're a kid, that has such a powerful influence. I bet you didn't like Ed Sullivan for that reason. Did she have that kind of influence over you? Um, <laughs> it was like, yeah, she must be right. 
<laughs> no, uh, there there was a long list of reasons not to like Ed Sullivan. Right. Uh, forcing people to clap was not one of them. Well, the reason I didn't like Johnny was because of my mother. My mother hated Johnny. She mm. felt he was arrogant. She mm-hmm. did. She did. She felt that he cold, would, aloof, cold, aloof. Yeah. And she and she would lecture me about Johnny Carson. I was mm-hmm. like, she must know something, right? You know, I, yeah. I I thought for sure. Yeah. But then again, I was naive. I mean, she broke the news to me that Liberace was gay, and I was like, what? You're kidding! I had no idea. Did your parents find you funny growing up? Were they were they thinking you were a, a, a guy who could actually make it as a comedian, or or was there any indication that that you would be this funny and witty? The, the guy who played the piano with the candelabra. <laughs> yeah, he's gay. Gay? Yeah, I know. I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Dave. Was everything ad adli- like when Joaquin Phoenix is doing his thing, and you turn to him? And at one point, you said a line like, gee, I, I wish you could have been here tonight. Or mm-hmm. so I wish walking. Mm-hmm. Is that off the top of your head? Or yes. Did you, it was. Yes. That was like the quickest thing I had ever heard. It's amazing, isn't it? No, I mean, <laughs> you're worth what they pay you. Oh, for God's sakes. You you do it every second of your day for the last 40 yeah, years. Yes, but that was a, a stellar line. Oh, st- uh, no. How many stellar lines do you have in every. In, in Thousands, 50- but well, I'm unusual. <laughs> I'm like a genius. Yeah, well. But you know, we're I mean, talking about you. Yeah, now. T- the no, day is about you today, Dave. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it's the difference uh, between a guy. Uh, in batting practice, uh, jerking one out of the park, and uh, in in a game, grounding out to the shortstop. You know, it's just easy. I didn't get to ask, what is your favorite movie of all time? Because I had this discussion with Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, we did, named our top ten movies. I'm curious, what is your favorite movie of all time? Hmm. Well, Do you have I, one? Yeah, I, I have one that I always use as a placeholder, uh, and I'm not sure that it holds up as my favorite movie of all time, but for the purpose of this conversation, go ahead. Once upon a time in the West. Once upon a time in the West. Yeah. What what movie? Nobody ever chooses that. See, that's kind of a cool <laughs> answer. Did you choose that because it was a cool answer? Like no one ever chooses the, that. It's the only movie I could remember, honestly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we're excited. David Letterman is coming back. Oh, stop it. We're getting out of... I'm going to do... Let me just clarify this. Yes. I am lucky, uh, fortunate, that the people at Netflix uh, took interest in this project with the Radical Brothers that I'm going to be a part of, and I think there's a good chance that this will be the last project that that I do, and as a result of that, if it's not really, really good... And I'm so pissed off at Seinfeld for that. Comedians I, I mean, come car. on. I, <laughs> and, and, I, and I said, what about comedians on horseback getting coffee? And, a, and he wouldn't even do that. Yes, but I had a thought for you. You mentioned Edward R. Murrow. What if you did your new Netflix show in the... Remember the Edward mm-hmm. R. Murrow thing where yeah. he would actually interview people? Yeah. And he was on... He would go to their homes or, he uh, would go via, their homes. via camera. Yes, via yeah, camera. Yeah. I was thinking maybe that's the thing. Okay. No? no that's fine. We'll, we'll, <laughs> You'll do we'll, that. We'll, Bring we'll, it we'll back. Come on. No, but, the, uh, it, it has, it's six shows. There's no excuse for it not to be great. And I have such confidence in the... Uh, it's a three-legged table. Yes. And the other two legs I really have confidence in. And, and I'll just have to... Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll Everyone do what I wants can. to know what you're doing every minute. Because no, they, they do. Every comedian I talk to, and I know a couple, they're always like, "Yeah, I wonder what Letterman's doing." Like, like is he like like? I, we, everyone thinks you're at that that farm of yours in Montana or whatever <laughs> the hell it is. But but you're not, right? I've spent uh, quite a lot of the summer in Montana. Yeah, yeah and we're yeah. having fun there. 
Yes, a lot, a lot of things to do there. And, and people come to visit and people stay with you? People do come to visit, yeah. People have come and stayed and so forth. Celebrity types. Uh, yes, yeah. celebrity types. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, You have to be careful because it's so remote. Yes. Uh, I can remember I had some friends out, uh, and uh, they paid uh, one of the kids who worked at the ranch to go into town to get them cigarettes. It's it's just that remote. And do you worry, like, how you worried about your guests? Or do you worry, yeah. like, now now the pressure yeah. is, hey, they're coming all the way to Montana, now right. it's on upon me to have this great time with them. That's right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. What a nightmare. Can you just, like, can't you do what Jack Parr did and go to sleep and, and, and just leave? Boy, I... Have uh, the butler say... Uh, hey, have the butler... Uh, well, now, what, now when, when, when you have people to your... My home, home, my lovely home. Yeah. Yes. What What is the pressure like for <laughs> you? Do you home. Do you feel pressure? Tremendous pressure. Yeah. And I'm, are you happy when it work, goes well? There are certain people who come over who are very easy. Like, like we have like people. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel is great. Like he he's he's going to spend he's always, five or six days with me oh, at the end of this summer. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, he's it's and he's all, bringing his kids and yeah. The they, whole but thing. he's always smoking weed, so he's easy. Right? How did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he gave that up. No, he gave up the weed. No, no, no. no. I, I that's his story to tell. Uh, <laughs> I'm staying out of this one. I'm sure ABC uh, doesn't want to hear that you smoke weed, right? No, not anymore. No, I, You're when sober I was, now. Uh, when I was in uh, uh, California, quite a bit uh, of he, weed here. There and, and no paranoia with weed. Yes, I I, I didn't even enjoy it. I can I can remember going to uh, my dear friend George Miller's house. Yes, and he calls up and he says, um, "Come on over, so and so and her daughter are here, uh, and we uh, we're smoking weed." Yes. So I'm new to California, and I thought, well, I guess I guess this is what you do. So we go over to George's apartment, and it's uh, this is a very nice woman and her very nice daughter, and it's George, and they're they're passing around a joint, and so I'm the dope from Indiana, <laughs> and I take a hit, take another hit, and the young girl says, "Do you, do you taste that?" And I said, mm, "What?" She said, "That that uh, mint mint minty flavor," and I said, "Oh, it's mint flavored marijuana." She says, no, that's a, a, a PCP. I get it confused with PCH. Right, PCP. One's the Pacific Coast Highway. Right, no, PCP. PCP, <laughs> So yeah, they had yeah. laced it with yes. PCP. And I said, <clears throat> not wanting to be a complete dope, I say, oh, what, uh, what is the PCP? And, and she says, oh, it's a animal tranquilizer. Oh. And I said, you know what? Uh, I, again, I, <laughs> I have some home. letters. I, and, and I just got out of there, and I just thought, what? I, I don't want to, but Why? And that, it, I just thought, you don't, you know, do you need that animal tranquilizer? Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember when, when I would do this kind of thing, and I haven't for years, but you would, like, we didn't even have any regard for what someone might lace that thing yeah. with or, or spray all over it. Yeah, but I, I don't know enough about um, the active ingredient in marijuana, uh, and is it compatible with animal tranquilizer? Is anything compatible with animal tranquilizer? I think back when you were smoking weed and I was, that the weed was so weak that they would spray right. it with stuff that's, that would... That's exactly that would, right. You know, yeah. it's just weird. Yeah, but you were all being experimented on. Yes. Yeah, that's you, the thing I didn't care for. That's I why I grew yeah. breasts. Yeah. Do you... Do you uh, what? Yes. Wait, wait a minute. I don't want to talk about it. Do you, do you look at the news now in light of, like, Trump yesterday and all that? Do you say I'm glad I'm out of the late night game? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. like like everyone, there's so many late night shows, and they all all of them use your sort of setup. 
But, you know, you set it up for them and the monologue and this and that. Well, no, no, that, that came with Steve Allen, uh, came with Johnny Carson, came with everybody. Oh, right, right. I, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve Allen. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> great. But I... Uh, so you, we can't talk about uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He was no, in yes, Rolling Stones smoking weed. Yeah, well, I... That was probably a poor uh, thing to do, a poor choice for him. Oh, so uh, oh, I apologize. No, I'm no, sorry. no, no, I did, no, I shouldn't have brought it up. No, no, Jimmy is a great house guest, and uh, I, I don't feel this pressure with him that, uh, you know, that I have to entertain him but, or anything But, but like it, it, every minute, like Tuesday morning, what do you do Tuesday morning? Well, it's Tuesday, Jimmy, let's, what do we do? Well, he gets up later than I, I I'm up at the crack of dawn, and right. I go for a run, and I work out, and I eat How lunch. How far do you run? Oh, God, I've had a really bad time of it. I had to start all over again. Right now, I'm just back to run. Like, I walk two miles, and then I run a mile. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not... I did that. I went back to just running four miles as often as I could, because I I used to be out for days. I know, and and it's just... I don't know what's going on with me. I I can't recover quickly. Yeah. And I'm, like, like, like hurting. Mm. Yeah. It's just not fun. Well, running, as they say, is really not the best thing one can do for their joints, their back, their so neck. So they say, but yeah. who cares what they say? Exactly. You know? But no, I would imagine, uh, you know, it, it, you in Montana, though, it's different because it's so isolated that you really are responsible. You really do have to be the entertainment. Yeah, for people's yeah. good times. Yeah. Who would you have out there that was easy for you? I have my Jimmy Kimmel. Who do you have? Uh... Well, uh, Bill Murray. We had some time with Bill Murray. That was fun. Is that fun for you? Because he seems completely opposite you. He's like wild, and he wants action. <laughs> you know what I mean? He wants to go to parties. He wants to golf. He wants, he wants to get on a golf. Yeah, car. you know. Well, now like, here, here's the deal. He he was there with one of his uh, kids. Right. Uh, Lincoln, sweet kid, very sweet kid. Right. Uh, and we just had a great time. Really? Yeah. Uh, yes. You'd want him back again. Yeah. Now, now there are many people you don't want back again because a lot of people. You want to go horseback riding? No. You want to go fishing? No. You want to go hiking? No. Right. You want to go kayaking? No. What What do you want to do? Well, is there a tennis court? No. I'm sorry, we don't have a tennis court. <laughs> is there a swimming pool? Uh, no. There's a river. Who was oh. the biggest flop out in Montana? I'm not, I'm not uh, going to say. That's the show. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's house guests, and we we get a camera in there and we watch people and watch your misery. Just take over. I would watch that uh, like crazy. I mean, we, we've had um, meetings, uh, Regina, Harry, and myself, at the end of the day, did, did they say anything about when they were leaving? <laughs> Harry, did you, did you hear anything? <laughs> Regina, did you? The, no, they didn't say anything. What, I thought it was Tuesday. No, not Tuesday. That's why I wouldn't stay at your house. All right. Because so, but, I wouldn't but, want to put you through well, that. Well, I, I wouldn't want to. But, but, but I do think people put you through that? No, <laughs> I mean, yeah, some people, I mean, it's like wild, you know. But but no, I mean, it's actually been kind of pleasant to have people out to the house. It yeah. hasn't, it hasn't R- been Relatives? Uh, yeah. Well, listen, my kids come, you know, this kind of thing. In-laws? Uh, uh, yeah, in-laws, sure. Is yeah. that good? Oh, yes. They're very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have we have a good time. So, uh, no, we do. We really I, do. I'm just looking at the look on your face. That's all. <laughs> I look at my face. I'm, I had a good time. You have dinner with Paul Schaefer once a month, right? Yeah. How's I, that I, go? I, you, you love know, Paul. I, I, I do love Paul. God, geez, I love Paul. Do I, you think Paul... Well, you can't answer this honestly. Or maybe you could. But Paul, Paul was an essential part of the show, or was it just something that worked out? In other words, you could have had any band leader. True. I don't think so. I first of all, how calculated was hiring Paul? Well, t- l- let me ask you a question. Uh, look at the other shows. Yes, and you tell me about their band leaders. Do you right? How do we feel about their band leaders? They're sort of <clears throat> not. 
they don't break through. Mm. Paul does. Paul's very funny, and I think a musical genius, and I love him, and I just, I love his family. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Oh, how you, you know, <laughs> we're never going to see this Netflix show. I just got back from India. Yeah. Um, By the way, you did. Yeah. Horrible place, right? What did you do in India? <laughs> Robin left <laughs> India so quick. She got to the airport, took a little drive, and then said, I'm leaving. What, what, what town were you in, Robin? I was in the place where you land, New Delhi. <laughs> oh, New Delhi. <laughs> the, by the way, Indira Gandhi, uh, two years in a row, the number one airport in the world. Is that right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Now, it's where, a tough yeah, place. But just to... don't go outside of it. So right. you, where, did, where did you go? <laughs> I actually couldn't get to where I wanted to go because there were some plain snafus. Uh, she saw people going to the bathroom on the side of the road and then hightailed it out they, of there. They have a, a big anti-public defecation campaign now. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. really serious. So they serious. cleaned that up. Yeah. They're, they're, well, they're working on back. it. Uh, by the way, mm. true or false, did you audition for the movie Airplane? Yes. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted the part of no, Robert I Hayes? No, did, I didn't want the part. I, it yeah. was the, uh, 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 gosh, I can't, Pat, um, a nice kid. I uh, can't remember his name. Robert uh, Hayes was the. He was the guy, but yeah. the producers of it, there were two brothers. Right. And then there was a, uh, uh, Pat Proft was the guy's name. Right. And they said, no, come out and audition. And I said, I'm, I, I, I'm no good. I'm not going to audition. I'm not an actor. Yeah, I'm not an actor. No, 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 no. Come out, come out, come out. So I came, I went out. Oh, poor you. And I did the audition, and they brought in the, the co-star. <laughs> yeah. The lovely... Um, Julie... Haggerty. Hey, Haggerty, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, Beautiful girl. We did the Woman. audition, yeah. and uh, they said, okay, we'll call you. And they called me back, and they said, well, we looked at the uh, the audition. You were right. You can't act. <laughs> Nice. They had, to, said, they had, they yeah. had to do that to yeah. you. But it was fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, I knew going in, and it wouldn't have made a difference to me. It wouldn't have made it. Well, it would have ruined their movie had I gotten the part. And just think, if you'd gotten the part, you maybe never would have been on late night television and yeah. changed the, the well, whole world and all yeah, of that. Maybe. Do you Who ever cares? watch the movie? Did you go to see the movie? Oh, yeah. The movie was tremendous. You liked the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. How yeah. can you not like the movie? I love that movie. Yeah. Very good. Wow, Dave. You really are doing it all. It's awesome. No, it's, it's awesome it's seeing awesome. you. I love it. Well, I, I like seeing you. Uh, uh, yeah, I like seeing you. Uh, it, it, this is, like I said, nobody would ask me. But this is enough. Me. You're not going to try dinner or anything. No, no we'll try dinner. Nah, I, I, I'll tell you is, yeah. is, is something <clears throat> interesting about dinner. Yeah. Uh, I went to a dinner recently. My wife and I were invited to a dinner with, with people you know. Steve? Yeah. All right. And uh, his, his lovely wife. Yeah, great couple. Yeah. And um, so after dinner, <clears throat> I said, excuse me, I'm going to do Go this ahead. again. Do it again. <clears throat> <laughs> you can't do this on Netflix. I, just, I just got back from Comedians India. Comedians with phlegm. Uh, <laughs> great. Com comedians just <laughs> with, back from India. Right. Uh, yeah, but you were with... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so and I, other couples? I, yeah, or yeah. Just, yeah. Other, other, other couples. Steve always puts together great I know. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. uh, you, there's no way you can live up to it. No. Um uh, and so uh, I said to Regina, we're on the way home. I said, well, how was that? Because she's, she's now sitting uh, next to uh, Anne, and next to Anne is Steve. Right. And she says, oh, geez, I don't, she says, I can't, uh, I just can't, I don't think I can do this again. Right. And I said, well, what's the matter? And she said, well, Anne is, is a lovely, lovely woman, and we get along just fine. Yeah. But Steve, I, I just can't uh, talk to Steve. And I said, what do you mean you can't talk to Steve? And she says, he's esteemed. Yes, she's in awe of him. Yeah. And I said, he's esteemed. And she said, <laughs> yeah. You know what I find with Steve? 
you're talking to him at a dinner, and he comes out with things that are so brilliant. I know. And then I feel like I well, I'm not living up to yeah. my end of the I, funny no, I feel thing. The, the best thing to do is is get him in, in uh, combination with Marty Short. Oh, wow. Because Marty Short just uses him like a, a speed bag. Yeah. Just goes to work <laughs> on him left and right. Oh, really? Oh, it's fantastic. That is so great. I yeah. would love to see that. Yeah, it's great. It's a, a lot of fun. And then yeah. uh, you feel not like you're going to jump in and start beating up on Steve Martin. Right. But you feel like, oh, okay, the ice is broken. <laughs> yeah. Pressure's off. Yeah, the pressure is off. But you see those two guys going at it, and you go, gee, there's no room for me in this. And, and, That's and, right. And, but, but maybe I have to learn to sit, be quiet, and enjoy what's happening. There's nothing else you can do. because there's the, and, and my instinct is, uh, conditioning, perhaps not instinct, is if there's a second of, of silence. You have, to, you have to fill it. Yeah, and I end up telling a, a story that has no ending. I had a great night at Steve's with uh, Jimmy Fallon and uh, Lorne Michaels was there and we're all there. And... Lorne Michaels uh, seems to always be there. Yes, they're very tight. Yeah. They're good for, they go on vacation together. They're like mm-hmm. Newhart and Rickles kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so they go on vacation and stuff. And Lorne's telling these fabulous stories. I'm asking about when he wrote Laughing and all this other stuff. And then uh, uh, Steve's telling these stories. And then, and then and Jimmy Fallon gets up and starts playing the guitar and doing this really funny song that Steve asked him to do. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. I'm not contributing yeah. enough. It's a no. lot of pressure. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I feel the same way. I understand. And and I guess that's the essential reason why uh, for multiple years, dozens, yeah. I just, I could, you know. And then that night that Jack Parr went to bed, I, I said, that's it. I'm never, I'm never going out again. We're awkward. Yeah. What did I do to Jack Parr that caused him to, <laughs> it was eight o'clock on a Sunday night. Uh, Where's Jack? Uh, we better leave, Dave. <laughs> He's gone to bed. And didn't even say goodnight. No, didn't say goodnight because he was pissed off about something. Who knows wow. what? Probably me. Probably me. Who, I don't but know. But it probably wasn't anything. But who knows? I have people who are pissed off at me, and I, I'm like, when I hear why, it doesn't even make any sense to yeah, me. Yeah, that, that's right. But you don't need that. You can stay at home and, and not get pissed off at anybody. I know. Are you watching all these shows? These uh, No. You know? I haven't seen them. Wow. You're not I watching have... late night either, right? Late night shows. N- no, you know, I mean, the talk show guys. <laughs> oh, the talk show guys. You know what I mean, guys you know, who used, to, you know, who do what you used to do. No, I can't. I can't watch them. Why? Uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I can't stop watching MSNBC now. Me neither. I'm t- Rachel Maddow. Something, huh? Isn't she fantastic? Unbelievable. Uh, they've got a pretty good lineup, and then Brian Williams at the end of the evening is fantastic. He's doing a and, good job. And uh, Nicole Wallace, she's she's great. Uh, Nicole Wallace could have an 11.30 show. You know, she's fantastic. MSNBC is so successful now because they're the opposition. And the opposition is always way more interesting. Yeah. In fact, like Fox News actually used to be interesting because they were against Obama. Uh Even though, you you know, politically, I loved Obama. But they, they were against, there was some sort of angst there. Now, this MSNBC, they're on fire. I mean, they went berserk yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you know... I personally understand why. I, I don't know how you could think that anyone marching with Nazis is uh, are, are are good people. I right? think he I think he needs to uh, resign, uh, and I and I think there's a way that this can be done. Um, you just get together some people, uh, like his sons, uh, Don Jr. and Don Jr. Get those two guys together. Both Dons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably Regis. Put him on the panel. <laughs> Regis and uh, Gary Busey. Right. 
and 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 his daughter, uh, the youngest Ivanka. one, Ivanka. Trump, yeah. Trumpina. Yeah. What? Whatever. Oh, Trumpina. Trumpina. Tiffany. Yeah. Is there yeah. a Trumpina? <laughs> yes. And just go to him and have him sign some papers, uh, and just move him down to Mar-a-Lago. They'll build a little <laughs> Oval Office for him down there. And no, you're still president, Dad. Right. But and he, not tell him. I, I mean, the impeachment thing will take forever, right? And m- may not end with a conviction. But um, don't you think it's it, we've had enough? It, it, and the thing I'm tired of is is people. Oh, can you believe what he did? Yeah, we can believe what he did. He's been doing it for two years now. Just it's time to go. Just we've we we've it was an experiment, an outsider that didn't work. And one of the all-time great talk show guests. On your show. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And I, I, I thought your answer was very uh, insightful. I forget where you, you were interviewed somewhere recently, and they said, well, gee, you used to have Trump on your show. And, yeah. you, and you said, as I would say, it was a fabulous guest. Yeah. He would say things and uh, that were outrageous, he, and, and that's could, good television. He, he could take a punch. Right. Uh, but I didn't know he was a jerk. I, I mean, it, it, it turns out he's a jerk. And like I say, it was an experiment. We put an outsider in the office. Well, it hasn't worked. So just resign. Just resign. We'll take it a step at a time. We'll see what happens after that. But for the time being, we've had enough. Do you think if you were doing a late-night talk show right now, you would have to talk about Trump? Or would you kind of take the attitude like, ah, gee, everyone's talking about no, Trump? No, you'd, you'd, be... you'd have to talk about it. And yeah. uh, But, you, I, I mean, do you talk about him every day? No. No, because I feel there's so much dialogue going right. on. And, and I don't know. It, it's too... It's just, it's too, it's too much. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like I'm everywhere I go, I go to a dinner party or everyone is talking about Trump every second. Right. And really what is left to say? That's right. And people say to me a version of that situation. They say, oh, don't you wish you were on the air now to be able to talk about Trump? And, and, and I always say it was like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, you're never done. Uh, it just, it goes on and on and on. And once, once you start, you, you can't quit. Take one question. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's take on it was that it's too easy. There's too much. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's picking at it. Boy, yeah. Chappelle's killing it, huh? I yeah. mean, did you watch his uh, Netflix specials? No. Stand up? Watch no. those. Okay. What about Louis C.K.? Yeah. Yeah, I like Louis. Louis's good, right? Yeah, Louis's very good, yeah. yeah. Can't believe he used to write for your show. Yeah, he used to. <laughs> <it was, laughs> I, I had so many uh, great writers. Uh, and I can remember, uh, I came to work one morning, and uh, outside my door is a stack of pages about this thick. Yeah. And on top is a handwritten note uh, from Louis C.K., and it says, uh, here's material I submitted to your show that was never approved. Louis C.K., <laughs> I quit. Oh, uh, that's so great. <laughs> I thought, he comes uh, over my house, and we have a good time. Really? Yeah, Louis. Who, now, who else? Oh, geez. Really? Yeah. But are you going to say who comes to your house? Nobody comes to my house. Jerry comes over to my house a lot. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Well, the, he lit, I mean, you and, and We Jerry, live near each other. Yeah, yeah. You own like several miles of public beach. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and no one's allowed on that. No, but yeah, we, we I enjoy Jerry very much. Yeah. He, he, well, he's, he's a very smart fellow. Smart guy. We have great conversation. Have you had him to the house in Montana? Have, no. Have Jerry. No. In Montana. No, I don't see Jerry on a horse. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. 
I don't know. Jerry ain't going to Montana. Yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. Let Ralph ask one question, then I'll let you out of here. I've probably kept you too long. What is it, Ralph? Hey, quick, hey, quick, quick, quick. So, Howard, you know, I was a huge fan of yours from the beginning and a huge fan of Dave's from the beginning, all the way back to the morning show. I'm just like, and when you two came together, when Dave had you on, it was so great. So, Dave, my question for you is like, what clicked for you with Howard that you said, like, you know, not a lot of people knew who he was and you just want to have him on? What, was there something that hit you? I have a theory about that. Thank okay. you, Ralph. I, I, you, Thanks, Ralph. A lot of people don't know Dave was on uh, radio. You started in college yes, radio. that's correct. The station was a classical radio station. Right. And you uh, went to the program director and said, we should be playing rock music. And you actually, you actually went on like at midnight and started playing rock music, right? No. That's not true? None of that's true. None of that's true? None of that's true. And you didn't smash records? <laughs> you didn't no. do any of that? No. Would it you, help if I did? I thought, I, I always assume, I've heard your audition. I remember tapes. the day the president of the university came into the control room and said to me, stop smashing records. No, come on, tell the truth. You you, you were you did not play rock on uh, your college radio station? It, no, it, it was middle of the road. Remember, oh, remember when things were formatted middle of the road? You were a very good announcer. Oh, Howard. Now, now, oh, come I, on, I'll Howard. play your tapes. Have you no, ever no, heard your no, tapes? No, don't play the tapes. <laughs> I but play I'll, I'll tell you the thing I, about... I'm going to play them. No, no. <laughs> Can I... <laughs> you want, let's listen to you reading a commercial in college radio. Please don't. Really? No. Why? Would that give you just uh, agita? I'll drop my pants and run through the lobby. You were so good. Don't, don't, please. Now, listen to me. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I'm telling the host of the show to listen to me. <laughs> listen but, uh, to the, me. The, 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 let's return to Ralph's question. Yes. The disembodied voice of Ralph. You know Ralph. Ralph's been up to your show many times, doing my hair. <laughs> Does he ever see Ralph? No. <laughs> no, no. One thing, Dave never, never <laughs> would, <laughs> would see you before the show. Uh, Howard fit the role of iconoclastic uh, uh, cult uh, youthful entertainer when he came over to WNBC Radio. And he was on in the afternoons, and uh, we you couldn't help. The building uh, was full. It was palpable of the energy of Howard Stern, and it was not to be ignored. And and you were just, I don't know, four or five floors different yeah. from where our studio was. So uh, we had to. We had to explore this. We had to exploit this. And we and we did, and and it was great, and and uh, I was so excited. I remember the first time I came on. I didn't ever thought about what you wear on a talk show, and I came on, and I, I just had the most horrible outfit. I think you pointed it out to the audience. There was this ridiculous look. <laughs> well, none of us. I mean, <laughs> none of us knew what to wear. I, I was. But how, you had a suit old, on. Oh yeah, but you know. how old were you when you first came on? Oh gosh, I, I was probably. Uh, 29 or 30. Yeah, well, I, I, I was 33, 34. Yeah, I didn't so know we, what I was doing. Yeah, we, neither of us should have been in show business. But then I saw myself <laughs> on your show, and I said, I know. I'm going to dress now in a kind of hip way. And yeah. I wore like leather pants mm -hmm. with brown boots, and it was even worse. I should have stuck with what my original thing was. It was just a nightmare. You know what I did? Everyone was excited you were coming on. So we were having our staff meeting here, and I said, you got to see this. I have an envelope of material I was going to do on, and I didn't know how long you were going to be on, so I used to, if whenever I'd go on your show, I would make notes about mm -hmm. what I wanted to talk about. Right. So I still have notes, like literally hundreds of notes of things I'm going to talk about when I go on the Dave Letterman right. show again. Right. So I started reading to them, and they were like, oh, I wish you'd go on. I go, there's no more show. I can't go yeah. on. But I did have all the, this material. But, but, but uh, go on the shows. There's still shows. Go on your buddy Jimmy no. Kimmel. You go on Jimmy Kimmel's show, right? Yeah, once in a while. I don't like doing it. You know what? I, I feel like I got enough when I used to do your show, well, and it was enough. You let, know, me, I, let me. My situation 
was, uh, first of all, nobody asked me to go on. And secondly, I was grateful that nobody asked me to go on because they make you, okay, we need 8, 12 minutes. So right. give us a funny story. Okay, how long is that going to take? Two minutes? All right, give us another funny story. And I said, I can't stop talking now. Right. I, I can't go on and, and be <laughs> funny for 11 minutes. I, it, it, you know, maybe in an hour there will be a funny moment or two, but I please don't make me invent a story about when my son came home and, and vomited. You and, know? Get, and get it out quick. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, listen, I've probably kept you too long. How long have we been here? Uh, an hour 20 or so. Well, let's go look for apartments. Yeah, together. <laughs> you still have an apartment in the city or no? Y- yes, I do. Oh, you do? I was there last night. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good, says Howard. I like that. <laughs> I was wondering where you were last night. Now, you'd come to Montana, right? No, I can't say I would. Yeah. Uh, that would be... That would be <laughs> That would be just Robin, crazy. would you come to Montana? Listen, why not? I'd love to come to Montana. Well, Robin will go. go anywhere. Robin went to India. <laughs> I mean, she'll go anywhere. She's ready to hop on a plane. Well, look. Uh-huh. You've done it. Yeah. Listen, thank you. I I, I really mean this thank you because uh, um, I didn't I didn't really want to do anything else. In, uh, and so thank you for I was a, so allowing honored. me. Uh, when you were up here and I said to you, uh, you said, gee, uh, I, you know, I said, I would love to have you on. And you were like, okay, I'll do it. I'm always shocked when you want to do it, but no, I really I'm very grateful. And, I, and, and the truth of it is uh, we kind of engineered it, so I invited myself on. No, no, I, 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 I love that you were here. I love that you're doing Netflix. And uh, because you put me on the spot, I would absolutely do the show. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the Radical Brothers, uh, they're, they're the, the brains behind all of this. And, uh, no, they're not. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know where they are. You ought, to, you ought to meet them. I've been to several meetings. Why did you have me on the show, uh, the last Don Rickles appearance? You kept me there with Don Rickles, which I thought was great. I was so mm-hmm. honored. Mm-hmm. But were you nervous that Don wasn't on his game and that maybe uh, it would be better if I sat there? I was always wanting to ask you that. Well, w- w- whether Don was or was not on his game, uh, the idea of Don Rickles and, and uh, Howard Stern together just made pretty good sense. It was such an honor for me. I don't think I added anything to it, but... Uh, just the visual, I think, was pretty was pretty strong. fun, yeah. and we all put on I, cowboy hats. I, I, I love this... this, this. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> what, a, what a show. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love the the story you told about how you were somewhere with Don and, and this and that and this and that, and he started making fun of you, and you thought, oh, this is going to be great. He's going to make fun of me the way he does everybody else. Yeah. And you said, I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I have such a thin skin. I was like, wow, everyone talks about it. so complimentary. But Don could cut right to the fucking worst part of you. Did you like it when he would sit there and yes. make fun? You did. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it was on it was on camera. You know what I mean? Did he ever do it to you off? Oh yeah. Oh, it, he would, did. It, it would never stop. You went to dinner with him, right? Many, many times. Oh my god. I went to dinner with him one night at a guy's house and there were a lot of famous people there. He's sitting and eating dinner, being quiet. I figured, well, maybe, you know, he's getting old finishes eating he gets up and starts ripping everyone a new asshole like yeah. i had never heard before and i'm like oh my god this guy is so smart and funny he was i idolized don rickles yeah. so the idea that you had me on the show with him i was like uh, i can't even believe this it's interesting that you idolized him but then the reason you idolized him when it was turned on you you it was horrible you didn't care for it it's fu- i found that it's funny when he does it to everyone else <laughs> this is what I discovered. I'm telling you. Yeah. All right, look. I got to go. I think, yeah, yeah, I, think I know, uh, I know, I know. The uh, Radical uh, Brothers. The I get Radical it. Brothers. You are going to be on Netflix. Yeah. 
David yep. Letterman. Will it be called the David Letterman Show? No, I don't know what it's... I don't know. You I need a name for it. I don't want a name for it. It'll just be there. What? Do you, do you, do you watch You watch the Netflix Oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think they're doing great stuff. I do, too. Yeah. I, I have great admiration for them and the Radical Brothers. Boy, these Radical Brothers are really important to you. They really are. Yeah. Uh, because it's the first time in 30 years I will be working with an entirely uh, separate entity in, in terms of production. And it's two brothers. It's I don't know. At meetings, right. there's like six or seven of them. <laughs> I, I, like six <laughs> brothers. Yeah. Is, are they real brothers, or is this one of those like things that everybody just takes the same last name? Right. I think it's one of those things, Robert. <laughs> it's and, like and, uh, uh, it's ex- like the Three Stooges. It was Larry Fine, but <laughs> excellent question. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do have to go because I. You know uh, what? I, the I'm next time you bored. come in, talk about your family. <laughs> You're getting bored. I'm getting bored. How do you think it's I feel? It's Jack Park. You gonna go to bed? Yeah. You just can't get up and leave in the middle of an interview that's not right no i know it's not right that's what richard lewis does if he calls you he hangs up and doesn't say goodbye really yeah that's pretty good i kind of like that (laughs) yeah it's kind of like a jack parr move now that i'm thinking about it. that's right i wish i could do that and there's a term for that uh that i've been told is called the irish goodbye oh really and it's happened to me numerous times where you're in a group of people it would be like, say, you're uh, like people are at your house. You have yeah. Jimmy Kimmel is at your <laughs> yeah, house, yeah. and and uh, 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 Seinfeld is at your house, right? And other people that you don't want to name, they're all at your house, and everybody has dinner and they're having a great time. And then it's like, where'd Howard? Where where's Howard? But by the way, that happens. Well, that's I have to say, that I do pull that. Time. I that's do it, it all the time, and people appreciate it from me. Uh, oh, they, they do. There's somebody, uh, uh, <laughs> Billy Joel. Okay, there's another guy. He goes, I love coming to your house for dinner. We eat, and then everyone goes home because we know you're going to bed. And he goes, that's what I want to do, too. So everyone knows the the, the deal when you come to my house. We all go to sleep. See, to to, to me, that is a lovely thing to have acquired because the responsibility doesn't really end until you've got everybody in their coats and safely in their cars. That's it. Everyone's had a good time. But if you evaporate... That's great. It's, you know. Yeah. Goodbye. Good night. Howard evaporate. I evaporate. I don't want to ruin he it. He does. He doesn't say good night to I, people. I no. understand Mr. Parr's thing. He was probably like, you guys have a good time. I'll go to sleep. You probably won't miss me. No. Feelings <laughs> Feelings have been hurt in this case. I see. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, God rest his soul, as mm-hmm, they say. Mm-hmm. Dave, I want to say one thing in closing. Okay. <laughs> You've done it all. Uh-huh. You've reinvented, you've invented something oh, new. stop it, Howard. You're an innovator. No, no, please don't do this. I was please. right there with President no, 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 Obama no, no, when he no, handed no. you that medal that's no, in Indiana no, please, somewhere. Please don't do this. Uh, I like uh, it. It was, it was great fun to see you, whoa, 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 uh, Robin. Where are you going? Why is done. it not okay to say that we appreciate you? If you get up and leave now, I'll play your well, college well, radio show. No, don't. And Uncle Gimpy. God, no, oh, <laughs> Don't God. think I don't know about that. <laughs> Howard. That was a good bit, Uncle uh, Gimpy. Howard, what? please. <laughs> Please. Let's, Listen, we all had to start somewhere. Let's don't let this... I should only play you my early radio shows. You would. It's so bad. This it's, is, you know what? We've had a, a lovely time. It's right. been so much fun. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> if, if I could, I'd just go to bed right now. You're so uncomfortable with praise. I'm going to have each member of my staff come in and praise you right now. No, no. don't do that. All right. Uh, David Letterman. Yeah. I say that. Let me ask you one question. Thank you. Did you have a vacation this summer? Yes, I did. How long? A week, but I have another two weeks coming up. What will you do? Oh, well, as I said, Jimmy's coming. Oh, okay. for for a couple of days. Yeah, okay. And I have hobbies. I, you know, I paint a little. Yeah, paint. Yeah, I have a I lovely pl- painting you gave I my wife. I play chess. 
You used to take uh, pictures of your wife? You yes. play chess? You'll yep. do that once in a while. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. You but know it, what? This came up yesterday, Dave. Do you have hobbies? Yeah, I have hobbies. Yeah, he's into ham radio. I'm not in the still head. doing that. He had some sort of setup I in his never, basement. Who are you talking I never to? Did you have short wave or no, something? I didn't have short And you were like wave. amazed no, how many. Please, I, no, I know this, this is true. This, none of this is true. <laughs> is that really? Are you are you no, lying now? No, no, I'm not lying. You're lying. We're I'm gonna not hook lying. you up to a lie detector Fine, test to find out if you're at the ham radio. I seem <laughs> okay. to remember and something about that. And I was looking that. forward to this. What is your hobbies? What are your hobbies? I like fishing. Okay. Okay. I know Jimmy Kimmel likes to fish. Sure. Yeah. I fish with him. Uh, no, you don't. Oh, yeah. Where did you go fishing? Well, see, now you're making it about me. But uh, well, I Well, you're the one who I said I was fishing. Years ago, I had a house on a lake. And the lake was, there was so many fish. What state? In New York. And we went. Everything happens in New York. Yeah, I don't leave New York. You, you have no idea. I'm not looking to travel. <laughs> And we would go on the boat, but then I stopped fishing because a, you're going to love this, someone should animate this, a giant swan came down and started attacking Jimmy and I when we were fishing, and they have a wingspan, and they stand yeah. up on the water, and they come at you, and Jimmy and I were like, we got to beat up a, a swan, and we didn't, and it was, it was attacking us, and we got off, and I said, that's it, I'm done with fishing, no more. That was the end of it, but this, we did this, go fishing. This is the weed talking. No, it is no weed. I am telling you, these things stand a, a up on the... swan attacked you <laughs> and Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what a fantastic obituary that could have been. My wife was watching from the shore. She said, I only wish I had had my phone so I could have recorded this yeah. because it was the funniest yeah. thing she ever saw. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, so you fish, and what else do you do for the rest of the day? Uh, I raise swans. No, come on. What do you do? <laughs> uh, I, uh, in the winter, I like to ski. Oh, you ski? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What do you mean, you ski? I didn't know you were that athletic. Do you ski? No. no. Oh, yeah, that's right. You get scared off by a, a, a swan. Yeah, no. And, yeah. I would, and I'm too old to learn. What age were you when you he learned? He is 63. You know what? Is you, that true? Yeah. You got to look out for those owls. You ever seen an owl, Howard? Yes. I oh. rescued an owl. Oh, you rescued With an owl? With my wife, yeah. 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 Crows are bad. Yeah. Stay away from the crows. You ski and you pigeon? learned it. You learned have you it. ever seen a pigeon? Yes, I have. At 63? <laughs> yes, 63 I learned to ski. Look at you. Yeah. I can't believe what you're saying. Okay. Listen, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Uh, have I kept you too long? Have I kept you too long? Well, I'm not worried about me. I'd stay here all day, but I can't stand the idea of people <laughs> just, you know. Dave, I want to say something. I don't know if I'll no, ever see you again. No, you're not going to say anything. I love you. I love you as well. Wait, what are you doing? I'm shaking your hand. Right. God I'm bless gonna, you, Art. I, I tell you what I'd like to goodbye, do. Goodbye, Robin. I'm going to turn off the microphones. <laughs> yeah. So I can say goodbye to you properly, okay? No, let's just let's just. No, hug. no, 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 stop it. No, let's Stop just hug it. and that'll be it. And I want to tell you something personal that I don't want to tell you on the air. Okay. All, All right. right. And, yeah. I mean, and I and I don't even know that you'll care, and I hope uh, maybe you won't or what. All right. All right. I've stayed too long. I've I know stayed it. too long. Yeah. All right. Listen to me. Good night. You were fabulous. You Everyone were fabulous. loved it. All right, stop it. All right. Here we go. Good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Take that medal you got from President Obama and right. bring it back to your house. Okay. So Harry can see it. All right, fine. All right. Thank you. No Irish goodbye. Let me say a proper oh, goodbye. Okay. All right. Bye. Uh, we'll be back right after these words. David Letterman, everyone. Netflix. Big show coming. <laughs> Radical Brothers. <laughs> Talking off the cuff right now. Steve from Florida. I am that guy to hate now. Steve from Florida. Hashtag loser. Steve from Florida. Hashtag scumbottle. Steve from Florida. The Howard Stern Show.